Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of On the Pitch presented by Deep Dive Sports. Today, we got some Euro Championship talk going on with the uh, semifinals wrapping up today. Joined again by Chase, and we're going to do a little recap of the semifinals and then kind of try to predict what's going to happen in this uh, final between England and uh, Italy going on on Sunday. So, Chase, let's start with you. What do you think of Spain and Italy? Spain and Italy was a great game. One of the better games I've seen in a minute. It seems like every time Spain and Italy played this this Euros, it was just, I mean, Spain had a slow start. Italy started on the rocket. But that game, it was intense. It had like a, like a World Cup semifinal kind of feel, not a Euro semifinal kind of feel. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely ridiculous. I loved every minute of it. I thought Italy played more like old Italy than they played like the Italy we've seen recently. And mm-hmm. I think finally crumbled. They were they they hit their rocket and I think they were I don't know. I I, I thought they were strong, but only against like the medium tier team. To be expected, Marata is just being Marata. I don't know. I don't know if you watched the whole shootout, but I uh, I caught most of it. It was a, I was trying to watch it while I was still at work, so I was watching as much as, much as I possibly can. <laughs> to start off, it was just one of the worst penalty shootouts I've ever seen with Sergio Busquets just rocketing one, which was Yeah, wasn't fine. even close. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, the rest is history. Alvin Morata misses, like, third pen for the Euros. It's like yeah. fourth in that. I mean, but I'm, I'm happy for Italy. I think it's going to be really difficult for England. Yeah. Really, really difficult for England in the final on Sunday. Yeah, I think I think England are really going to struggle, especially with how organized this Italian side seems to play and just how opportunistic they are when it comes to their attack. And defensively, they're, <laughs> are, they're probably the best team defensively of any of the national sides, definitely out of Europe. So I... I know England's got a good attack, but I don't know if I don't know if they're gonna any really stand stand any chance against this Italy defense. I would stand by that. But I mean, overall, I mean, just the one goal by Federico, amazing off that rebound, and okay. he somehow able to avoid a couple of defenders and just shoot it right in the back of the net. It was right kind of then I kind of knew Italy had control of this game, especially with how the game started. Great game. I don't see how any team could beat them, to be honest. Yeah, so what did you think of the England game? I didn't catch a whole lot of the England game. I tried to catch as much as possible, but I was a little – I don't know if I was disappointed or really impressed. Either really disappointed in England or really impressed with Denmark. I haven't really figured it out yet. (laughs) I think I'm a little bit of both. I don't know. I I mean, Denmark just isn't one of those sides that when you think about strong national teams, you're like, oh, Denmark, you know? Yeah. But this Euro, they played like – one of those sides where you're like, oh, well, Denmark's going to be in the final four no matter what. That's how they played. And it was shocking. And I really thought that either they were going to crumble against England or they're going to beat England. And they didn't. They held up their own and they played a really well game. Yeah. Then it comes down to the, you know, the controversial penalty, which (laughs) supporting England specifically, mainly only for Mason Mount over here, but, um, Bringing that Chelsea bias over your national uh, team support. Well, you know, I, we're I'm American, so I got to pick somebody. But 
<laughs> that was one of the, in my opinion, one of the worst calls I've seen in a long time. Yeah. In in real time, you know, I can see the mistake, but that's what we have VAR for. Mm-hmm. And to still rule it a penalty, I'm 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 not a hundred percent. I don't know. It just seems like VAR just is so inconsistent with that. I think I honestly believe that Denmark could have put up a really big fight in the penalties. They always say penalties anybody's game, and it is. And yeah, I mean the Swiss proved that against France. I mean, I honestly believe that if we went to penalties, we would have lost. I mean, all in all, it was a it was a decent game. I was really impressed with Denmark. And I think if they can keep up with what they did this year, next year in the World Cup, I think they'll do pretty all right with themselves. Yeah, they got they got a lot of good talent on that team. And you know, looking at at the Euros, they've scored as many goals as any other team in the tournament. They've had more shots on goal than you know ninety percent of teams. I think only one or two more teams have more shots on goal than they do. So I knew that they were going to come out attacking, but, you know, the fact that they scored the first goal, I was like, ah, here we go. England, again, gets far into a tournament, gets their hopes up, and then, you know, they're knocked out by Denmark. But, it, you know, especially when I saw the lineup that uh, that was put out, I'm like, it's how – I'm trying to understand the logic behind it. Like, I, I don't understand what Southgate was thinking by, you know, having on the bench Jack Relish and Phil Foden – like I, I don't, I don't get it. How do you start? I can understand starting Mason Mount, but why was Saka starting? Why was Declan Rice even near the field? Like, I don't even think Declan Rice had any effect on the game today. I know Saka had the one assist to Sterling, but you know how do you, how do you keep your best creative attackers on the bench? If they had the one goal early, the own goal off of the uh, the Danish center back, but then after that. There was really no creativity in attack, at least from what I saw, until Grealish and Foden came onto the pitch. And Grealish was, I thought he was brilliant. Foden was good. And then, you know, Harry Kane putting the penalty in the back of the net off the rebound. But yeah, I think they got lucky, to be honest with you. That at the time seeing it, I was like, oh, that's a foul. But, you know, looking back at it now, watching the replays, I'm like, that's a bad call. I don't know how VAR misses that. That shouldn't have been a penalty. Yeah. And if it goes to extra time, I I wouldn't be surprised if Denmark, you know, got that one. Because, I mean, Pickford didn't really have that good of a game, so it wouldn't have surprised me if Denmark ended up winning in penalty, penalty kicks. Every time we talked about Southgate on the last podcast, and mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to be, even on the next one, if we win or lose, it's going to be Southgate. And it's going to be, he's going to be the main topic. Because it's just every time it's it's a lineup, it's just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you picking this lineup? I, it, I just it somehow works out. <laughs> he gets lucky, but it somehow works out for him. They'll get one good goal and then just get lucky and somehow yeah. get another one. England hasn't played that strong, in my opinion, throughout this mm-hmm. tournament. Played they played decent. They played England, but they haven't been like, oh, that team could beat prime France, you know, right. four years ago, or you know, Germany on a good year. I mean, they haven't been, they haven't looked that great, um, but they have so much talent individually that when only only a couple of players really need to work together to get something going on that team. Oh, absolutely! And somehow, every single time, a couple of players just get it going for them, and Southgate's stupid freaking lineup working, and it, it's just irritating because he's not going to change it until we 
if we lose the final, he still probably won't change it. He might get sacked. I doubt it. But because, I mean, even today, I understand playing six at the back. I mean, technically six at the back. You're playing two DMs and four defenders. I, I understand that against a high-attacking side like Denmark because that's what they've been doing this entire tournament. But we don't need to play – I just don't get it. Just take out one of the DMs, Declan Rice, Calvin Phillips. I, I don't care who you take out. Yeah. I mean, Phillips has had a wonderful Euro, but take one of them out, put an extra attacker in, like Graylish, who every time he touches the pitch creates something. that He's only put on in the second half for the past two games. And he created a goal, both goals last, mm-hmm. and he created wonders on offense this game. And he's probably still not going to start him in the final, I, right? Because he didn't start him today after creating two chances after coming on at half last right. game. I just, it's it's dumbfounding to me. But if if England's going to do something, they know they're going to have to do it without Southgate's help, and they're going to need to work together, like fully as a unit, and not rely on his picks because. That attacking trio, we have the talent. They just mm-hmm. need to say, you know what, we've got six people that are staying back. There's only going to be about two or three of us that can run up. we got to make every single ball count. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to understand the logic behind keeping six at the back. Because, like, you're, you're putting your attack at a disadvantage because they're going to be outnumbered every attacking run that they get. I mean, do you, does anybody expect, you know, Declan Rice or any of the defenders to come up and help in – in the attack, maybe Kyle Walker, because he did that a lot with City this year. But either way, you're still at a you're still outnumbered. And if you're gonna play that defensive of a game, you know, put your best creative players in attack on the pitch. Start Grealish instead of you know Declan Rice. You know, start Foden instead of Saka. And this like that's all they do is create goals. You know, if you're just gonna play that passing game, and you got to be creative with it. And with leading into the Final now that now that we talked about the semifinal games, we got <laughs> we got Italy and England in the final. Kind of talked about both teams a little bit here. How do you see them matching up in the final? I think realistically, it all comes down to Southgate's lineup. If he plays six at the back again, I, I just we know Italy can play however they want to play. They can play old Italy, or they can play new Italy, where they're mm-hmm. thirty-four games unbeaten. 35 now, maybe. I don't I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's like 35. 35 games unbeaten with an attack to be reckoned with, or they can score a goal and park the bus and see you later. So if we're gonna play six at the back against a team that can do that, mm-hmm. we're gonna get thrashed one way or another. They're they're gonna play their game and they're gonna do fine because we're not gonna have the numbers to overload that defense if they do score for us. And even if they score first and we play an attacking lineup, I I honestly believe that Italy is going to be the stronger side when it comes to defending and trying to counter. Yeah. And and even probably getting a second goal because of just the way the England's been lining up and playing. I don't I don't think we're we're strong enough. If we played, I think if we played one of the I mean, I'm not saying not Germany is not a top tier side. I believe they are. I think they had an okay, but I think if we played France, I think we would have been knocked out immediately. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just, absolutely. And France didn't even have they didn't even have a good season. They were awful. They won one game off of one goal, and it wasn't even their goal; it was an own goal. Right. 
but I, I honestly believe that we're just it, it needs to come down to a good Southgate lineup or I think it's Italy all the way and I think it's if it's not a good lineup I think it's going to be a shit show I think it's going to be three and then Italy or if we get lucky maybe two one yeah I, I'm kind of torn on this game because obviously being a fan of both teams I'm kind of impartial to who wins but I, I really think Italy's got this in the bag. I think I think it's their game to lose, no matter what kind of lineup Southgate rolls out there. I think their defense is too good, and you know they they're good on attacking runs and counterattacks, but they're also good at you know that slow build up, bunch of passes, take their time, and if they do that and they create a good run and score a goal, if Italy's got or if England's got six in the back, what are they going to do? You know, are they going to sub off, you know, Declan Rice and bring in Grealish in what, the 20th minute if they score that early? Because, I mean, there's there's no attack with the with this England side. I think Italy's got this. I'm going to say – I'm going to say 2-0. I think England will get some shots on goal. Sterling will probably have a couple good runs. But I I think this is Italy's game to lose. I, yeah, I, I 100% agree. I just – I haven't seen a game – this Euros where we actually play a side that looks like it could be detrimental to any defense, but we have the players to do that. Us being England. I, I just, basically every time I look at a lineup, I see four versus eight. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, we're going to have our front four because we're playing six in the back plus our goal versus whatever team it's going to be when you're attacking 90%, seven or eight of their players are going to be behind the ball trying to defend. Obviously, you only have four or five actual defenders on the pitch, but most of your midfielders are going to be behind the ball. Usually only one attacker is not trying to pressure. And when you have four against eight or nine a game, every game, like it's just not going to work, <laughs> especially against a strong side as Italy is. where yeah. It's a defensive-minded country. I mean, obviously, they're, they're going through the change of football right now which is why we're seeing such a stronger Italy, in my opinion, because they can play either way that they want. They dominated that defensive park, that bus kind of mindset and that counterattacking football. But right now they're whatever they want to be. They can be high press attack. They can be low press counter. They could be defense, park the bus and then do whatever. They, I mean, they can do whatever they want. And if we're just playing four attackers against them, I don't think it's going to work. And, if it's the same four that played today, it's definitely not going to work. I mean, no offense to the four that started. Just watching watching England play can get really boring at times because, you know, Pickford will pass to a, a center back or full back. They'll pass it to a midfielder then pass it back to the defense. And like it's just watching the defense and midfielders pass between one another. And then all of a sudden, oh, there's a through ball to Sterling and, you know, he shoots it off a defender's leg and it's a it's a goal kicker or throw it. Like yeah. it, if that's your whole offense to win, you you have to get lucky. <laughs> like you have to finally break through on one of those through balls because that's that's your only hope. And I don't think that's the way to go about beating um beside like Italy. That, but that's exactly what happened today. Is they mm-hmm. got they got a shitty pen call. Yeah. And they got lucky. And it probably saved them the tournament. And I probably saved South get a job. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I mean, that's what happened. I mean, they were a strong side last game, but this game they were. They were I will say the the first ten minutes or so, I was like, wow, they they're they're like being aggressive. You know, maybe Southgate finally changed up, you know, some of his tactics a little bit. I was like, all right, maybe we're finally seeing a New England side. And then I guess they got tired of that after about ten minutes because it they went back to their old their old way of playing, and it was just hard to watch for a little bit. Again, until Grealish and Foden came on. Yeah, I think this is definitely definitely Italy's game to lose. Uh, what would what would your lineup be if you were the manager? If I was Southgate against Italy, if I'm being straight honest, Pickford and goal, Kyle Walker, John Stones, Maguire would probably be questionable. I'm almost tempted to put Phillips back there and Walker and Shaw as wingbacks instead of just out and out fullbacks. Mm-hmm. In the midfield, I'd probably go. That's a tough question. In the midfield, I'd honestly, I'd leave out the DM and I would just straight up go Mount, Foden, Sancho with the up front, Kane and Sterling. I think that's 11. I wasn't super counting on my way up, but. Fine. So, what, what would your formation be then? Like a 4 3 3 then? Yeah. Gotcha. A 4 4 3 1 2. Probably. Okay. I think we get ideal with Harry Kane up front, Sterling kind of playing almost a false nine where he's just kind of playing the attacking wings and up front because he can do both. And then the yeah. mid supplying him, no DMs. We have the wing backs as attack. I think John Stones, I think Phillips has really impressed me this year. I think he could hold it over McGuire. I have nothing against McGuire. I think he's really slow, but I have nothing really against him as a defender. <laughs> I think that would be my ideal lineup. I think we had, we would then have plenty in attack. We have not saying that Foden, Mount, or Sancho are defensive-minded in any way in the midfield, mm-hmm. but I think their pace and their ability could help us control the midfield more than two DMs could themselves. Yeah. So. I kind of agree with you. I would change a little bit. Sticking to the to the four three three. I would keep Pickford in goal. I would keep Kyle Walker, John Stones, I would still put Harry Maguire in um, just because overall I think he's he's still a better player. And in set pieces, corner kicks, you know, he's the target man in the box. He's the one getting the header. So I would keep him. I would almost be tempted to start Trippier instead of Shaw. Change it up a little bit. I think he's got a little bit more pace to him. Then the midfield and attack is where I would really change things up. Um, I would keep Declan Rice as the uh, defensive midfielder. But then I would go all in on on the attack. I would go midfield. I would do Grealish. And then I would do the combination of Harry Kane, Sterling. Um, instead of Mason Mount, I would put in I would put in Sancho. And instead of Saka, I would put Foden and keeping uh, Calvin Phillips in. I, I think I think that would be their most creative lineup or give them the most ability in attack to create chances because that's what that's what you're going to have to do against this Italy side because they're they're so good on defense you need to have your most creative players out there to have any sort of opportunity but I don't know maybe bringing in someone like Santo or Foden off the bench you know because your starters are going to be a little tired so maybe bringing them in after halftime might be a little bit smarter but that's what I would that's that's fair um I definitely think Graylish needs to be on the pitch if I had you know, I was kind of coming up with something on the fly. I think, I think, I honestly think, as much as I love Macy, 
probably bench him until the 60th and start Graylish. I think that's mm-hmm. probably the best bet with Foden and Sancho. I like that idea. Um, but what's sad is we're not going to see anywhere near to either of those. No. And I don't, you can almost guarantee it. It's not going to be an attack-minded side. He's just so defensive-minded. It's like he only grew up watching Jose Mourinho. And I just <laughs> I just don't quite understand it with the attacking prowess that England has right now. They're somehow getting lucky and winning games, but I don't think this team is built to play that kind of football. Uh, I mean, with the attack that they have, let them run. You know, not to be biased with my uh, Man City fanness, but if you need to implement that false nine system, let them run free, you know, attack. You got some of the best attackers in the world. Let them do their job. Stop letting them or stop forcing them just pass to the midfielders to then pass it back to the defenders. But what would your um, what would your Italy side look like? Honestly, I don't know if I changed anything for Italy. I really don't. I think what they played against Spain was probably their strongest lineup. It was um, I got to take a look at it again here, but I think they left somebody out, and I was kind of like, "What the hell?" Yeah, they they the starting lineup that they put out against Spain, they just played so well together. Just the chemistry that they have is. I mean, you you could see it in the way that they play. It's just absolutely amazing. If yeah, if I had to make one change, Barella started, and I think I would put um, Berardi in for him. Okay. If, um, I believe he's a. I don't even think he's a midfielder normally, but I think he plays really well in the midfield. Other than that, I mean, they've been. I mean, Immobile's been kind of invisible this entire tournament. Mm-hmm. You could really do without him, and maybe put um, maybe just leave him out. I guess, I mean, it, it all depends on what England comes out with, but I think you know they're going to go defensive. Yeah. I don't think Mobile is going to be the player to break that in. I think, honestly, you want to try to feed to Chiesa and Insigne because I think those are going to be your target mans. So maybe take him out and put in, I don't want to say Bernadeschi, but probably Belotti. I mean, Belotti is a good option there. He's not really a starter anymore this late in his career, but – I think he, he he throws up the attack, and if they're in need of a good striker, and Mobley is a good striker. He's a clinical finisher. Yeah. That's that's what he does. And if you need it in the 55th minute after the first half, take him or take out Belotti and put in a Mobley. That gives him 40 minutes to work. You know that doesn't put too much on Belotti. But other than that, yeah, I think your side's as strong as it can be right now. Yeah, I I like I didn't think about that. I like the idea of starting Belotti. I think he'd be he could be good on maybe some disguise runs, kind of throw the defense off, give the attention towards him, and he can pass out to Insane or you know anybody else in attack, and then yeah, bring in bring in a mobile or a mobile. I can't pronounce his name. <laughs> uh, bring him I mean, in. He's after a little half. immobile. So yeah, <laughs> That's but yeah, I mean, I, Italy doesn't have to make very many changes. It, it's pretty clear you know, who the starters are and who the who the reserves are. You know, with a team like England, you can make the argument for anybody on the bench being a starter. But looking at this Italy side, like, yeah, clearly their best players are are the ones that are starting. Um, did we get into the predictions earlier? Do you want, want to give a, give a prediction here? I think if England plays defensive, which they probably will, I think it's a 2-1. I think if they try to play a middle ground, which he might try to do if he's – has any sort of managerial instinct in him. Mm-hmm. I think it could be a 1-1, probably still Italy and pens. But, it, it, I mean, 
I don't know. I could easily see it being a 3-0 early. I could see him just absolutely thrashing England if something just goes horribly wrong. If if we just don't connect right off the bat like we did. Like today, like you had mentioned, we connected right off the bat and we had a great start. Mm-hmm. We just kind of fell off and just kind of let Denmark take over. If we do that against Italy, that's two goals real quick. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to I'd like to think it'll be a close game. I think ultimately it'll probably be a 2-1 Italy. And I'll, I'll probably stand by that. Two one. Do you think it'll be extra time, an extra time goal for Italy to win it, or right. just in uh, you know normal ninety minutes? I think ninety minutes this time. I think I think Italy's got the confidence. I, I'm not saying England doesn't. They definitely have confidence, especially after coming off with what they just come off with Denmark. But I almost feel like they might be too confident. And I yeah. think if Italy comes out with their calm, cool, collected selves. I think Italy could finish them in 90 minutes. Yeah, I I would agree with you there. After thinking about it more, I think I said two or three nothing Italy earlier. I'm gonna say again, depending on the lineup, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with three one Italy. I think I think you can rattle this England side pretty easily. You know, if if they get off to the start that they did against Denmark, maybe they'll get a goal, take the lead early then Italy's just going to remain calm, cool, and collected like they always do. They'll get a goal, deflate England a little bit, get another goal, and then you, they're just going to have broken spirits and you're just going to get another easy goal for Italy. Yeah. But, yeah, so I'm going to say I think we can both agree Italy's going to win it. <laughs> as much as I don't want to accept the reality, I think that's pretty much how it plays out. I don't think there's much that can – I think – if there's anything that's going to stop that, I think it's going to be an attack, an attack-minded England side with just the perfect amount. You're going to need the perfect amount of defense. He keeps going for this over amount of defense, not enough. Mm-hmm. So our attack has just been lacking the entire tournament. I think if we just go straight 4-4-2, four, four, four in the back, four in the midfield, two up front, yeah, or maybe even 4-1, Three, I don't know, four, four, one, two, three. I don't care. I think if we just go straight attacking, I think we'll have a better England side than we've seen all tournament. I think it'll surprise everybody, but yeah. I just don't think that's going to happen. So, I think it would be good for Southgate to do that. One, because Italy is going to go into this game expecting England to play a defensive game. So they're going to, you know, set a lineup that's going to be good to counter that. Then if England comes out, you know, with their attacking lineup, you know, it might shock them. But if Southgate sticks to his defensive play, Pickford's going to have to have the game of his life for England to really have a chance at this. <laughs> Unfortunately, and that's, you know, that's 10th place Everton we're talking about here. So, yeah, uh, he he did not look good today. I know he only no. gave up that one goal, but, you know, his placement was kind of off. He got got his fingers on, on the ball. Um uh, he, he could have played a little bit better. Maybe he could have stopped it. But, you know, at the end of the day, England still found a chance to win like they always do, you know, saving Southgate's job for another day. Yeah, he's got four more days at the helm, I'd say. So <laughs> it happens here. Yeah, it'll be great to watch this game Sunday. And, um, you know, next episode we'll probably have a, have a nice little recap of the final, complain about England some more and, you know, <laughs> have another talk about it. But. Yeah, so thank you, Chase. I want to thank you for coming on to uh, join us again for another talk. 
any listeners out there, you know, reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Maybe give us your lineups or, you know, let us know how bad our potential lineups are or our predictions are. Um, we're open to any any comments. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. And this was On The Pitch. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sport on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for any update. And please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.